Okay, everyone, we're going to be getting started here momentarily. I'm just doing some last minute changes here, some last minute fix up. For anybody who wants to join us on, uh, that's watching this now on YouTube, I'm just going to put the link on the chat. So we'll do that here just one moment. Okay, so for those of you that are watching now on YouTube, I've just pinned the Zoom link there on the chat. So make sure you click on that link there because you will not be able to ask Adronis a question uh, if you're on the YouTube chat. So you need to be in the Zoom room to uh, ask Adronis a question. Okay, so our Zoom room is now available. So you can come and join us if you like. And I'm still just getting last minute fixes here. All right, so it looks like we're good to go. Um, Brad, just a heads up again. Um, I'm seeing a chat, uh, but I'm not seeing a Q&A section, and I'm also not seeing anybody's ability to put their hands up. Yeah, we don't have a Q&A here because it's in the meeting room. It's not the webinar. So okay. people are going to be uh, asking questions through the meeting chat. Okay, so cool. we're going to be doing the chatting uh, through there today. Perfect. All right. So if everybody else who is not Killian can just make sure that their videos are muted, make sure we're turning off videos and we're turning off audio. And when you get into Q&A, then we'll be able to uh, bring you in one at a time. Um, so I'm not too sure if everybody has an, an asked a raised hand button. Killian, do you have a raised hand button on yourself? No, I'm not seeing it. Um, okay. And that's why I'm wondering. Okay, so basically, if you do have a question for Adronis, then what I want you guys to do is just type in the word question on the meeting chat. Okay, mm -hmm. so if anybody has a question, just type in question on the meeting chat, and Killian will come over to you and uh, ask to unmute you and to ask to put on your video. Okay, so please remember the, the magic word is question, okay, on the meeting chat. Otherwise, you can feel free just to type in your a question into the meeting chat and Killian can read them out as well too. So again, just a reminder for everybody who is watching this now on YouTube is you can join us on the Zoom room here. The Zoom room is open. You'll see a pin post on the top chat here of YouTube and just click on that Zoom link and you'll be able to come on to the Zoom call. Okay. And so either myself or Killian will let you in uh, if you're uh, waiting in the waiting room. So that's just a bit of a heads up. We're gonna go ahead and get started with today's broadcast. So hello everybody, welcome, good for you to be here. All right, so first things first, we're gonna do a bit of a warm up exercise. So what I want you guys to do first is just get yourself nice and relaxed, nice and comfortable, making sure the body is free of any tension, making sure the spine is nice and straight. And we're just gonna place our hands upon the center of our chest. And we're just gonna take some deep breaths in and some deep breaths out. So inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale. And one more time, inhale, exhale. 
And just tuning into the love energy now within yourself. Feeling that love energy flow through the body. Letting it penetrate every single cell of the body. And just feel yourself at one in harmony, in peace with that pure loving energy, making it one with you, feeling yourself as the love, feeling yourself as the compassion, feeling yourself as the joy, that your entire body is made of this. It is a body that is made out of love, compassion, and joy. Just let that love, compassion, and joy fill every cell of the body. Feel yourself being lighter than air. Feel yourself being as light as a feather. Feel yourself as the entire space that you occupy. Feel yourself as the air that you breathe. Feel yourself expanding and becoming spacious. Let that radiance of that love, that compassion, that joy expand throughout your entire living space. Expanding past your house, your apartment, your home. Expanding past your local neighborhood, expanding past your town or your city, expanding past the country that you're in, expanding past the landmass, the islands, the continents, and just feel the entire world just being wrapped around with this love, this compassion, and this joy that you are the lightness that you are, the air that you breathe, that lightness that you feel, that is what you are right now. Your body has become a light body. Your body has become a luminous body. And you are feeling yourself entirely as the body of the earth. Light, luminous, beautiful, and perfect. And just remember this feeling. Savor this feeling that you are experiencing here and now. Knowing that through that lightness, through that love and compassion and joy that you are, that it is always with you, or it is your permanent self. Apply it to everything that you go through on a daily basis. And just feel all that lightness now starting to crystallize back into your physical self. Feel all of that love, compassion, and joy crystallizing back into the physical body. As everything grounds, everything crystallizes, everything centers itself back together as you return back into the present moment, as you return back into the conscious awareness of your physical body. Taking one last deep breath in. 
and exhale. Now, when you are ready, you can come back into the present. All right. Great. Thank you, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that brief meditation. Again, a reminder for everybody that is tuning on through YouTube right now, you will find the pinned Zoom uh, post there where you can join us on the Zoom room. If you want to ask Adronis questions, you're not going to be able to do that through the YouTube chat. Okay, You need to come on to Zoom and you can ask Adronis questions there directly. Okay, now Adronis is taking personal and general questions today. Okay, So again, you want to be a part of it. Can't be on YouTube. You got to be on Zoom. Okay. If you're on YouTube, you're just observing it. If you want to be part of the conversation, come on to Zoom and the super chat link is there for you. Okay. All right. So this is also a notice that this is probably going to be the last uh, Adronis QA for a while. Okay. Uh, I'm basically just going to be getting busy getting things ready for Yoga Nidra. I'm also going to be getting busy getting ready to create things for the new Etherics Academy. Come. So after this broadcast today, I won't be doing any more Q&A for the Dronas for quite some time. Okay. So this is your chance right now. If you want to have a, a Q&A with the Dronas through this way, best to come on the call. Because <laughs> after this, I don't know when the next one is going to be happening. Okay. It could be quite a while before that happens. So I'm just letting you guys know, giving you guys a heads up before that time. Anyways, we're going to go ahead and get started. So like I said, Killian will be watching the super chat, uh, or so the meeting chat here, I should say, the Zoom meeting chat. And again, if you guys do have any questions, just remember to type in question on the meeting chat. And that question means that you'll want to be on audio or you'll want to be on video to talk to me while I'm connecting with Dronas. Otherwise, you can feel free just to type in your answer or type in your question, I should say. Type in your question on the meeting chat. Okay, so Killian will explain it to you. If there's, any, if there's any confusion, all right. Okay, and we'll go ahead now and take a moment to go ahead and bring Adronis in and we'll get started with today's Q&A. Here we go. <clears throat> and Kelly, I think you have the ability to invite people in in case anybody uh, is coming in as well too. I do, yes, I'll keep an eye on that. Okay, great. <clears throat> all right, here we go, we will begin. Enjoy the Q&A, here we go. <laughs> Soul star see <laughs> We are here at this time. We bid you greetings and thank you very much for the opportunity of this interaction today. I am Adronis of Sirius. Sending love, appreciation, and gratitude to all who are tuning in to this broadcast through your internet collective consciousness. What we would like all of you to do at this time is simply allow yourselves to get relaxed, get comfortable, and tune in to the vibrations of Sirius so that you may synchronize, harmonize, and align to all of the information that we have to share. 
Also understand that all of the information that we will provide today is simply that of our perspective, our point of view. For all knowledge, all information, all creation itself will be residing within your very heart's beings and souls. We thank you again for the gathering that is taking place here at this time. We want to give you a little bit more of a forecast of what is ahead prior to us beginning your question and answer period. So as you are moving forward here in your summer months now of 2023, you are going to witness a great shakeup taking place upon your world that is going to impact a great deal of countries. We're not talking about anything relating to a physical weather change or anything of that nature. But what we are talking about is greater reveals. What we are talking about is the shaking up of your human landscape. You are going to notice significant changes taking place. You are going to notice significant exposures taking place that will again shake the bedrock pertaining to your governmental, political, world leader systems. You are also going to notice certain shakeups that are going to be taking place on your financial monetary levels as well. This will vary from country to country. We're not just talking about your United States of America or your Canada or anything of that nature. We are talking about the entire world here. We are also talking about certain forms of imprints that will be taking place that will assist in the revealing of, shall we say, greater expansive technology that is going to be appearing very soon. These will be innovations as it pertains to energy technology. We cannot give you too much information about what these new energy systems will be, but they are representing the idea of the peak time to where there will be replacements coming out pertaining to, shall we say, old archaic technology that will be on the way out. They may still utilize the idea of hybridizing or in that sense, cannibalizing certain degrees of current technology to make things much more efficient. But there will be new regulations, there will be new policies coming together that will start to jettison the idea of new forms of transportation technology and energy technology that is coming forward. But most importantly, as we stated, the bedrock of the human society relating to much of your artificial systems and in that sense, living systems are now going to start shaking things up a little bit. Adronis, are there any particular forms of weather patterns, weather changes that are going to be taking place? Yes, this is going to happen. There will be, again, certain areas that have been well accumulated with the nature of precipitation that may notice a little bit more dry periods. There will be much more of an increase pertaining to what you would say is wildfire activity on your planet. But there will also be, in that sense, weather modification technology that is going to, again, assist in bringing about precipitation into these areas that have been compromised relating to, shall we say, these wildfire applications. Because these particular forms of wildfires, as surely many of you may have guessed right now, have been artificially induced. And a lot of this has to do with technology. A lot of this has to do with what you would know as directed energy weapons. Now, again, many of these particular forms of technologies are looking to be confiscated, but there are still some that are available that have been in what you would know as the old guard's hands. And this will still, in that sense, play a part because it is all about being able to further political narrative, political motive, greed, corruption, 
altogether. So again, this is what's leading to greater shakeup because a lot of these deeds have been done through the old guard, we are calling them. Then basically, this is what's going to lead to repercussions to where there will be greater exposures as a consequence. So this is what you are noticing as you move further into July, August, and September of these months of your summertime, that you will notice greater exposure coming together, that you are going to notice shakeups taking place. Now, as you know, much of your mainstream media will attempt to conceal this. But again, for those of you who are able to listen, for those of you who are able to see, for those of you who are able to tune in, you will know that changes are happening. This is all part and parcel of a greater upliftment coming together because you are the ones that are making this upliftment possible. It is not through your governmental agencies. It is not through your political infrastructures. It is through yourselves. You are the ones that are charting the course here. You are the ones that are setting the bar. And that bar is raising quite high right now. So we want you simply to be aware that the upcoming months is going to bring about further shakeup. There's going to be some shakeup relating to great change, but there's also going to be shakeup pertaining to retaliation. So we want you to be aware of this as this comes forward. This is a very similar announcement that we have given in the earlier stages of 2020 prior to your COVID-19 integration. We are giving a similar heads up right now throughout your time of this summer with something similar. Now, it may not relate to the idea of what you would know as another particular type of lockdown. It may not relate to the idea of another particular type of viral outbreak, but it may again in in include some certain forms of aspects relating to again, stricter measurements being brought forward throughout your political, throughout your sociological, throughout your governmental agencies. This is something simply to be aware of. And when this takes place in that sense, as we stated, the bar is going to go higher. So we are letting you know right now that there is going to be some shakeup. There are going to be some political, governmental, financial, sociological shakeups taking place on your planet between now and moving much more into late September. This is something simply to be aware of. This is not something to fear. This is only a greater indication of letting you know that you are setting the bar higher, that there is retaliation taking place greater against the old guards systems. So please be aware of these changes that will be coming together that we're just giving you hints and tidbits regarding. We thank you for allowing us to share this transmission with all of you. We will now begin with, with a question and answer period. Thank you. Killian, please feel free to begin the question and answer period to your desire. Thank you. Thank you, Jonas, for that introduction. Just a reminder for those who are just coming into the chat, uh, ask your questions in the main chat. And if you want to speak to a Jonas on video, just type question in all caps in the chat. Thank you. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and start with uh, Paolo, who asks, Adronis, great to connect with you in 3D via this internet collective consciousness. What is there to know concerning the vegetational state of the earth and its souls? Well, again, that would depend upon the nature of the countries that you speak of. Now, basically, where there has been a great deal of contamination, often through pollutants, often through that sense of, shall we say, 
robbing the soil much of its nutrients because much of the soil, particularly within the area of your United States, has been robbed a great deal of its nutrients because the whole idea is that the soil is being utilized again and again to basically, in that sense, attempt to produce crops, but very little mineralization exists within that soil. So therefore, remineralization of, shall we say, much more potent fertilizers would be recommended. This is also the case in areas of what you would know as your United Kingdom, certain areas of Western Europe. There are certain areas of Australia that may have these particular forms of conditions as well too, certain areas of Asia. We really couldn't go through the entire map to tell you every single country. The whole idea here in that sense is the nature of vegetation simply needs to be replenished. This is why humanity are being the stewards of the planet. This is why you're here. You're here to take care of that. As we stated, there are potent fertilizers that can be used. There are, in that sense, potent manures that can be utilized. But this needs to go back into organic, natural components. This cannot go through the nature of pesticides because pesticides are primarily poisoning your soils and they are poisoning your food. Many of you are already aware of this. Now, there are areas upon your planet that are completely untouched by man, that are thriving. It is through the intervention of man with their ignorance that is bringing about calamity pertaining to the nature of soil and vegetation because it is being erroneously planted relating to seeds and crops. It is being erroneously grown and it is being erroneously maintained. So there needs to be much more awareness about what is taking place pertaining to the food that is being grown on your planet because it is being done erroneously. It is having far too many pesticides, far too many chemicals. The soil itself is barely producing mineralization appropriate to allowing the fruits and the vegetables and the grains to be naturally produced to benefit the human body. This is erroneously done. And you will find this quite commonly through your corporate industries that are buying out farms and attempting to utilize these forms of crops in regards to, shall we say, artificialized means by poisoning it mostly through the idea of chemicals, through the idea of pollutants, through the idea of pesticides. None of this is necessary, but these are agenda-based operations. So it's very important for you to realize this. We are aware that quite a few of you are and that you again need to take action because as we stated, the greatest change comes from the bottom. The greatest change comes from the organic leadership. It comes from the organic movements. It comes from the people-powered movements. And this is something very important to be aware of, making sure that your food is being naturally grown in the earth, making sure that you're taking care of the soil, making sure that you're giving all the essential nutrients and, again, fertilization that will enable a stronger energy to come together. So however you decide to do that is entirely up to you. But as we stated, areas that have been untouched by man thrive with great vegetation. Now, here's the idea, really. Earth will always be much more in retaliation and will always have greater resiliency relating to her sprouting of her seeds, no matter what man does. That's how resilient nature is. Do you notice that when you drive down your roads that you're seeing weeds sprouting out and breaking apart concrete and seeing how the green vegetation is coming through these layers and layers of concrete? That is the strength. That is the virility of nature. You can never defeat her. 
she will always thrive. So again, the most important thing is for you to stand up with yourselves, to work together, to be aware that many of your food sources are poisoned and that you need to work together to ensure that this no longer happens. You need to start looking into new ideas. So there are many new ideas relating to, again, growing your own food, to talking to farmers, and to talking to these industries and letting them know that you have done thorough research and you are very aware of the poisons and contaminations that are contained in their food, and that if this does not desist, action will be taken. These are, again, very important points, very important factors to ensure that the vegetation that you are personally consuming as a race is beneficial for yourselves and not attempting to poison you. So this is what we can share pertaining to this vegetation nature altogether. All right. We thank you, Paolo, for your question. Thank you, Paolo. Uh, we now move on to Nancy, who asks, what can I do to improve my vision slash eyesight so I no longer need to use eyeglasses? As my eyesight gets worse, I feel less confident driving a car at night and on major highways, less confident reading and using computers, and it's more challenging to do daily activities. Thanks, Nancy. All right, so here's what we do, or we're going to say to you. When you have certain issues such as glaucoma or cataracts all together, this is representing severity of eye strain, which means you basically have electromagnetic frequencies. You basically have a great deal of electrical pollution contaminating your entire brain. And what's happened is your body is going through a certain state of atrophy because you are exposing yourself to very harsh electromagnetic fields, very potent states of dirty electricity. You are looking at screens all the time. You are looking at them through your television. You are looking at them through your phones. You are looking at them through your digital devices. You are constantly exposing your eyes to these screens. You are constantly exposing your body to intense electromagnetic fields. Now, Brad has already come up with a solution to this, and that is what's known as etherics, and that there are what's known as safeguard technology that you can download to assist in sanitizing and dampening out the effects of much of your technology upon your body. Now, if you are looking to be very serious, and we don't know if every one of you is going to want to do this, but we're going to present it all together. What we would suggest is working with what you would know as dark room experiences. Investing a certain amount of time sitting within a dark room with no technology at all and basically remaining in a dark room through states of meditation. This can occur from anywhere from two to seven days. What this does is this resets the entire prana of your body. Your body is not being exposed to anything relating to dirty electricity. It's not being exposed to electromagnetic frequencies. It's not being just exposed to lethal LED screens because your LED technology is not safe. Your LED screens are not safe. They will in time impair your vision tremendously. They are not a safe technology. So one of the answers here is to utilize the safeguard technology that we are suggesting to which Brad himself has created. And you are applying this upon your technology. 
to dampen out the harsh electromagnetic fields with pure spirit source vibration. We understand that Brad is saying that he is going to create videos all together relating to the safeguard technology and that you are placing this in your home and that this is highly essential to do. Whether it is utilizing this technology or any other form of similar technology that assists in dampening out harsh electromagnetic fields, extreme low frequency fields, and any other forms of dirty electricity that is basically coming through your space. There are also unearthed, shall we say, magnetic lines that also intersect together with your space that also can cause detriment and can also increase the intensity relating to electromagnetic fields, extreme low frequencies, and airborne toxins. Much of your environments are heavily polluted, and they are heavily polluted on an electrical level. All of this exposure to electromagnetic frequencies, to Wi-Fi signals, to the electricity that comes out through your plugins, to the electricity that is hanging over your head with the idea of telephone poles, all of this contains lethal electromagnetic frequency that takes years to culminate, but after continued exposure by many years, your body is going to go through detrimental cycles. And this is often what relates quite commonly to common sicknesses that you have. The idea of cataracts and glaucoma is often caused due to EMF exposure. So the whole idea to reverse the process, as we suggested, is looking into darkroom experiences, or again, working together with the safeguard technology through the Etherics website, or again, any other forms of supportive technology that dampen out the electromagnetic field and replacing it with pure, subtle energy, source vibration. That is what's going to help to completely buffer your living space. But this is what we would suggest as well, too, that you are being very aware of the type of technology that you are utilizing constantly, because we would say that the majority of humans on the planet are looking at screens all the time. And as long as you are looking at those screens with no form of EMF protection, this is going to take a toll on your eyesight. This is going to take a toll on your nervous system. This is going to take a toll on your immune system. This is going to take a toll on your body in general. And it's going to make you severely ill. This will cripple your joints. This will cripple your internal organs. This will cripple your cellular system. It's being bombarded by frequencies because humans operate through certain low base frequencies. And when you have extreme low frequencies that are wreaking havoc with that, that is what's going to create a great deal of sickness throughout your body because it is clashing together with your own electromagnetic field. So these are things very important to keep in mind. Sanitize your space. Limit your time with these devices. Spend more time in nature. Go into a dark room and allow your body to regenerate itself. Give your body time rather than going and going and going and going and going until you collapse. You need to learn to take care of yourselves and be more responsible for giving yourself time to recover your health overall. All right. Thank you for your question. Thank you for that question. And Adronis, thank you for that answer. We now move on to Judith who asks, hey Adronis, how can I align my life with the divine path for my, sorry, 
How can I align myself with the divine path for my life? I quit my job on Friday and I want to make sure I'm aligned with what I'm meant to be doing. How do I know my life's purpose? Does life have purpose or is life essentially meaningless and we give meaning to life as the saying goes, life is what you make it. Please speak on the themes of the meaning of life and how we find direction and purpose in our lives. All right, before we get into that, the most important thing we have to ask you, why did you quit your job? Well, we would basically say to us, well, Jonas, I want to follow my heart. Do you know how to talk to your heart? Do you know how to listen to your heart? And if you don't, then that's what you need to start doing. You need to sit down and be quiet and be still and remain in surrender, as we have talked about constantly. It is to come into your center. It is to realize that your heart can guide you through the flow of your natural intuition. But for you to be intuitive what, whatsoever comes through the nature of being still, being centered, being here, being now, being present. So it is when you let go of all of this baggage pertaining to thoughts that are trying to pull you back and forth like a tug of war. And you're able to go into the quiet, you're able to surrender yourself, you're able to come into the center, and you realize that your intuition is now speaking to you, you will feel the impulse of exactly what you feel is joyful that you wish to do. So we would ask you, do you enjoy helping people? Do you enjoy being in nature? Do you enjoy the flow of healing? Do you want to work on a healing level a lot more? Do you want to aid people? Do you want to be there for them? What education do you feel best suits you for that? You see, your intuition is going to be able to answer these questions. Your egoic thoughts are not. Your egoic thoughts are going to be like a dog chasing its own tail. With all of those questions that we have provided to you, when you are in tune with intuition, you instantly know the answers, just like that. As soon as we say the question, the answer comes. Soon as we ask you this, the answer comes. Soon as we ask you this question, the answer comes. So everything comes to you when you're still, when you're quiet, when you're calm, when you're relaxed, when you're centered. Rather than trying to figure out what you're supposed to do next and go through this haywiring of the thoughtful mind, that's only what's going to cause you to chase your own tail. Rather than chasing your own tail, get yourself quiet. Because what is the dog chasing its own tail doing? It keeps moving. It keeps circling. And at some particular point, it's going to exhaust itself and collapse. That's what's going to happen to you. If you continue to follow the thoughts and thinking that the thoughts are going to lead you into your true heart path, which is impossible. The only thing that's truly possible is working together with yourself in harmony. And this is where you are moving much more to the higher mind, not the lower mind. The lower mind bases itself on thoughts and principles and idealisms relating to preconceived notions. It's only aware of the past, of memory, of time. And again, that is not what's going to bring you in a state of liberation. It is to get quiet. It is to get centered. It is to be here. It is to be now. Now, you ask the question, is life meaningless? Well, yes, because you're the only one that gives meaning to everything. 
without you, it has no meaning whatsoever. When you basically dry up all of your meanings, there is no meaning to life. And that is what you term as the nature of your purpose. Purpose can only exist through the nature of meaning. Now, we're not saying that you have to basically dry up all of your meanings. But what we are saying is to live in the complement of what your heart has always tried to tell you. And it says, just follow me and I will take care of everything. But you have not yet developed yourself to the point where you fully unconditionally trust the heart. You feel like you have to go through these intellectual loop-de-loops and follow thoughts and get lost in the past and get lost through your memory and feel like you are just walking around in circles, the dog chasing its own tail. Rather than doing that, this is where the time of getting into that state of calmness and relaxation comes into play. Each and every single one of you has devised a purpose for yourself. This comes from the greater mind. This does not come from the lower mind. The lower mind doesn't know of purpose at all. Doesn't know it. Because all it's doing is it's too busy examining everything that comes through the past. That's why you have memory. Memory is all about elements that have happened. Not anything that is happening. Happening does not contain memory. It contains intuition. Intuition is the present moment. So rather than dwelling and thinking that you are identifying yourself pertaining to past instances, it is time for you to look into yourself, to come into the center and just open your ears, open your eyes, open all of your inner senses and letting the heart shine the light. So as we stated, if we ask you a question and you are fully in tune with intuition, you got the answer just like that. And this is what we suggest for this questioner is that you sit down, you let yourself get quiet, you surrender, you surrender, you bow to your own light, you bow to the soul, you are bowing to yourself, you are honoring the light that you are, you are honoring the heart that you are, you are honoring the soul, the spirit that you are, you are bowing to that presence, and that is the nature of surrender that I am with the light, that I honor the soul, that I honor the spirit, that I honor God, that I honor the self, and I'm not concerned with any mind-based tendencies. I bow. I am in reverence to the light, to the heart, to the soul, to the spirit to God, to the self. And therefore, you will not be lost anymore. Some of you may ask, well, Jonas, how do we do this? We've already told you. It's about being here. It's not being here, 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 a dog chasing its tail. You have to learn to get quiet. Be quiet. And center. And be as still as you can, just following the breath, not having any jerky movements, as it were, 
jolting movements, not trying to fiddle around, not trying to scratch your head, not trying to move your body in any way. Keep still and just be quiet and surrender. Bow to your light, bow to your soul, bow to your spirit, bow to God, bow to the divine, bow to the self because you are honoring all that you truly are. That is who you are. That is your nature. And believe us when we say that when you do that, the impulse for what needs to be done will come through intuition. It is the membrane that is wrapped around the sphere of the mind. And you want to be in touch with the membrane of the mind because that is where the light of intelligence first touches. The light of divine infinite intelligence first touches the membrane of the mind, not the core of the mind itself, not that which is wrapped around. Think of it like the pericardium that is wrapped around the heart, that membrane. That's what you're being in touch with. You are being in touch with the heart of the membrane representing the higher mind so that the light just touches that and you're able to feel it. Whereas that light will take more of a time to go deeper into the denseness of the mind because it's so solid, it's so dense, it's so thick. You need to stay in the lightness to where the membrane is that when that light tangentially touches the membrane, you feel it right away, just like that. And the answer comes 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 because you are aligned with the ultra intuitive instinct of yourself. Therefore, you will know exactly what to do. It is not for anyone to tell you what to do with your life. We can only give you tidbits of what your energy is telling us. You want to help people. You want to assist people and alleviate their suffering. You want to be of service. You want to offer something that will help people. All right. So we want you to, again, take these little tidbits that we're giving you, and we want you to expand it because that's your job. Ask yourself the question, why did I leave my job? And if you're in intuition, you will know exactly why, just like that. So that is what we want you to practice. All right. Thank you for your question. Thank you for that question, and Adronis, thank you for that answer. We now move on to Diana, who has a personal question. Adronis, we have my we Xbox. We have anybody who wants to ask us a question through their voice. Um, let's see. We would ask for you not to be shy. Feel free to simply unmute your microphone and ask us a question. Perfect. Yes, Brad Adronis. I'm Hello. happy to ask my question. And who are we? I'm Diana. With? Hello, Diana. And uh, because Killian had just pulled up my question, and it was a personal question, the, my children's father passed away three years ago, and we yes. still have his ashes in our home. Yes. At the beginning, it was uh, comforting for them to feel him near since he had spent time in a nursing home and they didn't really see him very much the last years of his life. Um, I have a sensation that there's not necessarily good energy 
having him? Um, is there something uh, for his soul evolution that it's better to be in a cemetery? Um, can you feel out the situation for me, please? Thank you. Have you felt his presence as of late? Well, I'm pretty intuitive. I feel a lot of presences. No, not um, presences. We're talking about his. To lock on completely to his frequency because the ashes that you have are a bridge. That's a bridge to his soul. Right. Now, have you sat down with the urn that contains the ashes connected to the bridge of that and asked him what he desires for the ashes to be done with? He desires the ashes to be spread in the uh, Mediterranean Sea, but that is uh, legally not possible. All right. And you have let him know that? Excuse me? You have let him know that? Uh, see, yes. The whole idea is if he is looking to have his ashes spread across the Mediterranean Sea all together, and basically if you feel that that is somewhat difficult, you have to understand that, again, where he comes from, it's not impossible. Now, again, are you close to the Mediterranean Sea? Yes. All right. But, so, but legally, this, le yes, legally. Yes, we understand. I understand that there's a nature of legalities here. But in that sense, this is what you need to basically reach an agreement together with. It's to the nature okay. of what your husband is trying to tell you in together with what you feel comfortable in doing. So in that sense, as it is, as you would say, illegal for the idea of the ashes to be spread, then you may want to look into an alternative of basically just taking his urn just to the Mediterranean Sea without the need to spread the ashes. And therefore, when you are at that spot, you will know exactly what to do. Oh, thank you. That, that gives, um, it makes me feel like I need to cry. So I know that is a very yes. uh, good answer. It's yes, just that's the idea very of taking his physical presence, the physical presence that remains, and just taking it to the Mediterranean Sea, and you will be guided of exactly what you need to do there. All right? Simple as that. Thank you. That's well, the bridge. That's the bridge. Please. Yes, okay, that that's is the bridge for your husband's soul, is the ashes there. That is what you are doing. You are crossing the bridge to basically give him a particular type of fulfillment just by taking what remains of his physical presence there to the Mediterranean Sea. All right? Thank you. That's a very beautiful. Could uh, it, is it okay if I ask another question? Yes, you may. Yes, thank you. Um, my mother was in the hospital with some heart issues. She has ups and downs with her health, and I'm planning on visiting in September or October. And this news today had me feel that possibly there's more urgency that I go visit her sooner. Is that something you could? We would recommend that you see her as soon as possible. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. And is there um, Brad and Adronis? Would you send her some healing energy, please? Is you do that not something? need us to send this healing. It's already sent, really. We know exactly when someone is in pain. And believe us when we say that the love is already there. 
Now, the whole idea here is that you are bringing that love as well, too. Now, it does not need to commit to a type of action. Your intention through that intuitive ultra instinct with the one that you love is the very showing of the love. You see, love does not need activity to exist. Love is all around you. It is what you are. So when you have that deepest consoling for someone, when you feel someone in pain and you want to help them, just the intention alone to do that brings them all the healing that the universe has to offer. It is the idea that just being still brings about the greatest compliment of love that you can shower upon another person. It does not need to come through a type of action. Now, some of you will basically go into action because your presence with that person certainly makes all the difference in the world, and that's fine. That's the idea in that sense that your intention to help someone has already given a rainbow spectrum of love upon them, representing love. It's already there. It's already done, but you can't see it. Because you can't see it, you don't think it's done, but it is. Your love that you have for that person is always raining upon them, always, regardless of action. That love is always with them, you see. So to know that you care for another is immediately there. It is an instantaneity. It does not require the nature of an activity. So oh, I need to bring my love to that person. You don't need to. Do you already love that person with all of my heart? Then it's already there. You see, our love for you is already here right now. Our love for your mother is already here right now because that love is there. It is not functioning linearly. It is here, it is here, it is here, it is here. It is all around you. It is omnipresent. Do you understand? Diana, you're muted right now. If you want to unmute yourself. Okay, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, Brad and Adronis. That's such a wonderful reminder that we don't need activity. Love right. just simply exists. Beautiful. Now, like we said, it is wonderful if you feel that a person's presence is going to help in that sense of belonging. You see, that's basically what it does. So when you want to see your mother right away and she sees your presence, there is a belongingness there. And that is a wonderful feeling as well, too. But truly, beyond the physical, there is always the immediate interconnectedness of love. It is these cosmic strings that are connected all around you, omnipresently, omnipotently omnisciently they exist they arrive they are here so it's a matter of being able to bask in the love just of how much you love that person makes all the difference in the world instantly you see thank you again i enjoy these transmissions weekly you're you're both such a gift to all of us thank you again our infinite love to you as well thank you questions <clears throat> Hello, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Who are we Hi, speaking I am with? I am Ufuk. Ufuk, hello. I have a question. Is the relative and the absolute, are they the same thing? Could you repeat your question? Is the relative and the absolute, are they the same thing? You are looking at impermanence and permanence, so no, they are not. The everything that represents the nature of the relativity indicates change. The nature of the absolute is devoid of change altogether. 
Therefore, one would see the nature of consciousness as the absolute, and one would see the nature of thought in the mind as the relative. Do you see? Yes, thank you. But is the is the consciousness not vibrational and therefore relative? A vibration is a mind concept. It does not play a part in the absolute. The absolute is absent of anything that you can identify. You can identify vibration. You can identify frequency. You can identify energy. You can identify thought. You can identify everything that resides within the mind. That is identifiable, and that represents relativeness because everything shifts, everything changes, everything metamorphosizes. That is not the way with the absolute. The absolute has no form. The absolute has no image. The absolute has no object. It has no color. It has no smell. It has no vibration. It has no frequency. Yet it is all around you. It is within you. It is you. It is what's responsible for making the mind what it is. And the consciousness is not vibrational, not relative? Consciousness is not a vibration. Only when it makes impact with the mind, which is a vibrational device, does the mind interpret what is being shared through the intelligence based upon its vibrational spectrum. You see? It is a bridge. It is a potentiality. Everything that is potentially that does exist through the mind representing vibration comes together in some type of form. Just like how you would understand the science, quite commonly known as cymatics, where you are basically generating sound wave frequencies, and you may have sand upon a plate, and as you blast that frequency, you see these geometries. Well, that's the nature in that sense of thought forming. The thought forms through the sound frequency, the sound frequency in this nature representing the form of translation of intention but it can never ever translate consciousness itself because consciousness has no form to translate. It simply is divine infinite intelligence that cannot be measured, that cannot be quantified, that cannot be formed. The mind can only interpret what it can through its vibrational array of assortment and spectrum. Doesn't the consciousness require a self and other subject and object? The subject is consciousness but it is not an object. The object is the mind. The mind is an object device. It is an object spectrum. It is what is attempting to bring form in regards to what it can translate between the ether and between the material. So the, the mind is basically making the consciousness dualistic? No, it is not making it. the consciousness. The mind is an interpretation device. It is utilizing the nature of vibration, energy, frequency, sound, to basically generate what it is able to interpret through the commands of the infinite intelligence. The infinite intelligence has no form whatsoever. It is the absolute. But when it basically comes into the mind, the mind's the job is to function as an interface. But it can only interpret so much. It can only interpret form. It cannot interpret, interpret the formless. Try to see yourself right now in complete and total absence of being, it's not possible. You cannot see yourself in absence of being. You can only realize yourself as beingness. So therefore, when you know that there is non-being, you cannot interpret it. There's no language. There's no words. There's no form. There's no color. There's no vibration whatsoever that can interpret you being absent of being. 
And that is consciousness. You see? It is devoid of any experience. It is devoid of any identity. It is devoid of any objectness. Because all of those things that we just mentioned are the relative nature of the mind. The mind cannot know God. It's not possible. The mind only knows of the finite. It only knows of the relative. The finite can never know the infinite. So, so the relative and the absolute are kind of uh, separate? We're not saying that they are separate. They simply just represent two things because without the absolute, the relative cannot exist. They are very much connected, but you are looking at something that is finite and relative, and you are looking at that which cannot be defined, that has an absence of all that you know. But without that absence of all that you know, the relative cannot exist. The mind is just yes. an extra version of the self. It's like a blown up balloon from the self to make thoughts external, to look into the idea of external reality, representing the dream of God. So all the mind really is. It's a potential meter. It's a potential interface interpreting the dreams of God, existing as a potentiality for vibration, frequency, and energy, moving it into the constituents of form. So the consciousness never moves, never moves can never move because it has nothing to move. It is absence. You are still looking at consciousness like it's relative. It's not. The consciousness itself is absolute. It has no form. It has no propulsion. It has nothing that you can identify. It's impossible. You're looking at the relative. The consciousness simply is. And we cannot define it for you. We could have this talk all day, Ufo, and you would never know exactly what consciousness is other than knowing that it is. You see? Yes. That becomes the conundrum with thinking minds. You think you're trying to understand consciousness, you'll never get it. You can only be it. And that's that. If it was so easy, if it was so easy to explain consciousness to you, believe us when we said you would have had this answer hundreds of thousands of years ago. None of you have been able to define consciousness at all. Because you can't, other than saying consciousness is, I am, and that's it. You have never given a definition to consciousness. You have never given a definition to awareness. You have never given a definition to the absolute. It cannot be in, defined. In my deepest meditation I, of, of seeking consciousness, I have only found that thoughts come and go, and that's basically it. I haven't experienced further than that. Well, that's exactly how thoughts work. They will come and they will go because they're relative. They are relative fluctuations, patterns, ideograms, shall we say, coding that represents the mind. That's what represents that. But what is in between the thoughts? That's the stillness. That's the absolute that is in between two thoughts. Yes, thank you. When you take a pause before you say something, there is that stillness. That is the absolute before your sentence begins. 
when okay, you hear um, music and how there's pauses in between the beats and the rhythms. That is the absolute. Okay, thank you. I understand. Thank you All very right. much. We thank you for your questions. Questions, please. Val, I noticed you have your hand up. You can go ahead and unmute if you would like to speak to Adronis whenever you're ready. Thank you. Val, if you want to unmute yourself, go ahead. Hi. Hello, Val. How are you, Adronis? Wonderful. You're perfect. How are you? Perfect. Wonderful. All right. Well, can uh, you, you talk about uh, the alchemical idea of salt as the physical body, sulfur as the soul, and mercury as the spirit? Well, these are analogies of alchemical formulas. These basically represent ellipses or rays that help you understand the medium in regards to how spirit communicates through a functional interface. But it is not those qualities themselves. It is the bridges of them. Mm -hmm. These are again, alchemical formulas that relate to the nature of codes. And therefore through these codes, even these codes are not giving you the exact blueprint of what it is saying. These are again, all written together in certain alchemical formulas by the alchemists themselves to keeping their secrets safe from those who are uninitiated who do not understand it. When you're looking at tin, when you're looking at mercury, when you're looking at gold, all these different aspects, these are much more analogous to the nature of helping yourself to develop yourself. Because really what it comes down to is it's not just so much of creating tinctures or elixirs or any particular type of physical substance. The true elixir resides within yourself. And these are all gateways to opening yourself up to a greater degree of level so that you come in communion with God. It comes to the idea of inner work. It comes to the idea of an inner alchemy that takes place. The idea of tin, of mercury, of sulfur, of all these aspects simply represent no more differently than what you would know as your Kabbalah. For the Kabbalah in that sense holds certain forms of hyphen spheres that represents the upliftment of your entire being from the lower to the higher. Therefore, the nature of the alchemical formulas are also simulating that, but to the degree of certain codes. It is not to be taken literally. You take it literally, you are not understanding the code. This is what happens when the uninitiated trying to understand the initiate's work who have not been properly initiated to understand the codex that is contained in alchemical formulas. Mm -hmm. And how is this related to this idea of the mind and the non-mind? Well, the non-mind is what you would know as beingness. It is what you would know as stillness. It is what you would know as being in communion with God, just as we talked previously with Ufuk about, about the nature of being in the light of consciousness, where there are no words, where there is no object. It is simply you as God. To move into the non-mind is to be free of everything that represents suffering in that context. The mind in that sense is very much what is constantly bringing you into, shall we say, being hammered deeper into the surface of confusion. So when you are moving into the mind, yes, there are symbols, yes, there are ideograms, yes, there are relative components here that are helping you to understand, firstly, what not to be before you can be. 
No one can ever tell you how to be. To be is your own responsibility to discover for yourself. But all the mind can ever do is to tell you exactly what not to do, is to tell you exactly what to strip away, is to what, leave, what you leave behind altogether so that the truth itself can be revealed. It's like the charcoal that holds the diamond within it. You chisel away at the charcoal until the coal itself breaks and the diamond itself is revealed. But the diamond was in the charcoal the entire time. Rather than trying to chisel away at the edges where you're only finding more charcoal, you need to split it at its center so that you reveal the diamond inside. And the diamond in this analogy represents the nature of beingness. It comes from the center does not come from the edges. Too many of you are splintering around the edges, only finding more charcoal. Come into the center and watch the charcoal split and see the diamond within. Non-mind is the realization that you are the diamond. You see? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but the mind acts as a bridge. Yes, this is what we've shared previously. That the mind acts as a bridge, a medium device, a potential meter in that sense. It is the interface that hosts the dreams of God. And the, the alchemist, uh, the alchemist said that this, the, the the matter and the spirit are the are the same thing, but uh, in different states of quantum. Well, everything everything is spirit in that sense. But in that sense, spirit is not matter. So what we mean by that is that if you have a clay pot, a clay pot can never know spirit. But the clay itself is spirit. So looking at it in that particular way, everything returns back to spirit, but spirit does not return back to matter. So the idea is that matter is nothing but the idea of the prop being utilized to express the dreams of spirit. Spirit is all that is. It is the absolute. It cannot be defined. Matter is simply the principle or the prop or the content in that way that is helping to interpret through the command of the intention, through the intelligence of consciousness, to therefore convey an idea. And these are, again, the dreams of God. Mm -hmm. The last one, and when we talk about this, uh, the dreams of God, it's in and this idea of, of the universe being uh, mental, everything is mental, but there's a point where the mind disappears and you got to those levels of in the Kabbalah Keter where it is nothingness. Um, the nothingness still represents something. It depends on what one interprets nothingness to be, because nothingness can simply see as a void. You can simply see it as darkness or blackness. Therefore, you can identify nothingness. What we are talking about is complete and total absence. We're not talking about emptiness, and we're not talking about nothingness, because you can identify those two things. Even what you think is nothing and empty still contains something. It's something that is there. This is why it's not wise to look into the subscription of feeling that emptiness and nothingness are absence because they are not. Absence is something completely different. Absence is the devoid of anything that represents the nature of what can be identified. It is devoid of all that. So it's not just looking at a blackness. It's not just looking at an emptiness. Those are not giving the complementary nature to what is absence. 
absence is the absolute. Because even the blackness is a frequency. Yes, it's a color. A void is a frequency. A darkness is a frequency. So this is why we say emptiness and nothingness do not do the appropriate job in helping to understand what is absent. You have a night sky every single evening here on your planet. Yes, there are little twinkling of stars here and there, but really it's just a black void. But that's still something that you can identify. If you're inside a pitch black room, you can still identify it because it's still black, because it's still dark. That would represent nothingness, but that does not represent absence. Right, right. Now we must continue to go on with other questions. We thank you very much for your questions today. Thank you. Thank Question. you, Adonis. Judith, I see you have your hand up. If you want to go ahead and unmute yourself, uh, you're more than welcome to. Thank you. Hello. Hi, Adronis. Can you hear Hello, me? Hello, Judith. Yes. So I asked, I, I was a lady who quit her job and I had a follow-up question. I was wondering if you could speak to what is surrender? How do you surrender? Is surrender a concept that has to be understood through the mind? And so, and so if we asked you right now to follow your breath in, follow your breath out, And hold your breath now. What's coming into your mind? Nothing. There you go. You've <laughs> completely surrendered. You see? That's all it took. I just had to get myself still. I took a deep breath in. I took a deep breath out. I held my breath just for a short while. As I did the exhale, I didn't move. And there was not a single thought within my mind. And therefore, that represents the nature of surrender. Just going back into your Bible verse where it says, be still and know that I am God. And that's the truth. When you are still, you will know God. Because what did we say God represents? Absence. It is the idea that surrender takes you there. Because you are not dwelling on a thousand different thoughts. You do not have the 10,000 thoughts rampaging throughout your mind. Should I do this? Should I do that? What about this person? What about that person? Et cetera, et cetera. And feeling again like the dog chasing its own tail. You see, that's activity. When you are coming into the surrender, you are settling everything down. You're going into the low idol. You are idling yourself. So therefore, as you go idle, the nature of surrender takes you into that cocoon of sweet and total silence. And it is that silence to which surrender brings you to. So the surrendering, the bowing down to your light, you are giving reverence to the true nature of your being that does not have a voice, that does not have a form, a color, a smell, anything that you can identify. It is the complete and total absence of all of that but it represents the divine, infinite intelligence and the perfection that you are. Perfection is absence. Perfection can never be brought forward through an image, a color, a frequency, a vibration, no such thing. The only perfection that there is, is the devoidance of the mind through the nature of absence. That's perfection. That's peace. That's happiness. That's love. That's bliss. That's where all that exists. Not even exists, but simply is. 
through the absence of your being. And that's what surrendering teaches you. Surrendering is taking you to cleaning your entire slate of everything that you think you are. And when you remain in that silent stillness through surrender, you realize your true nature because you see how everything that you think you are fades away. It dissolves. It completely disperses from yourself. Can also be completely absorbed back into the absolute. And all I know that I am is that I am. That's the freedom. That's the truth of your being. And that's what surrender brings you to. Do you see? Wow. Yes. Thank you so much. And I had one more question. Yes. I was wondering if you had any helpful tips or recommended healing techniques to on how to heal a fistula naturally at home. A fistula? Yes, like an opening in the body. Maybe. Well, the whole idea here in that sense would be to look into, firstly, looking to close the wound. So there may be certain forms of creams or pastes in that particular way that you could utilize. It may be also important to see someone who can close up the wound for you. When you have any particular form of open exposed wound, it is not wise to keep it open. You will want to find someone who can help you to close that wound altogether. Because with an open wound like that, you are risking heavy bacterial infection risk. So it's very important. If you do not know what to do, you find somebody immediately and they help to close up that wound. You do not leave an open wound exposed. That is extremely dangerous. All right. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Questions? <clears throat> uh, those who would like to ask Adronis a question, just go ahead and unmute yourselves. Um, I will give a moment for that. If not, we'll move on to more written questions. If anybody would like to ask Adronis a question, just go ahead and unmute yourself, please. Hello. Hello, who are we speaking with? Hi, so me, Ufuk, Ufuk again. Mio, or Ufuk, yes. Well, for, for clarification, doesn't consciousness require uh, self and other? Now, we've already had many of your questions, Ufuk. We would like to have others to have a chance right now, all right? Okay. We can always speak to you again at another time. We thank you. Yes, thank you. Another question, please. From another questioner. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and um, go back to the written questions then, but just just either leave me a note or go ahead and unmute yourself and then you can begin. We will take two more questions before we conclude this interaction. Perfect. How um, we oh, go How ahead. We go ahead, Gail. Hi, so uh, uh, Jonas. Hello, Gail. Hi, Jonas. So so glad you're back. Um, so the question, you've got the we're talking in your last video. You got this ladder, the the cosmic ladder going up and down, and the and the ones that went down. So here we are. We're like we're we're in our souls. We could be like we're supposed, you know, many many souls or or many lives or whatever. How is there? Any way that we're getting trapped in the lower levels or not really? Only right? through your own ego. You're only trapping yourselves based upon how well you imprison yourselves with your own ego and judgments. 
but we don't pay. And like, I don't even pay attention. It's not even part of my life, the darkness or whatever. I don't, I never see it because it's just not part of my life. But, but what right. happens, basically what, what we're saying is that it is the ego itself, the judgments that one makes that traps themselves in the void relating to the lower realms because the lower realms vibrate in that nature. So therefore, if you vibrate in together with the container that is keeping you in those lower realms, then that is where you stay until you change your way of thinking. So when you're in the higher realms, you don't, the, the lower realms don't. The even higher exist. realms represent to what you would term as a lighter frequency. So think of the idea of something that's very dense, very hard, very solid to something that's lighter than air. So what you're doing is you're cracking these shells and you're making yourself lighter, just like the meditation that Brad did earlier, where you're feeling yourself getting lighter and you're letting go, you're relinquishing, you're surrendering all of these particular tendencies that you now realize that you are not. And what that does is that creates a buoyancy, moving you up to the higher rungs of the ladder to move yourself into the higher degrees. Now, you are still in a physical body, but in regards to who you truly are, pertaining to consciousness, you exist in that sense of moving much more into elevated ways of living. Your ways are elevated, which means you're more compassionate to people, which means you're not basically hurting yourself because you're self-judgmental. You're not hurting others because you're judgmental. You are letting all of those facets clear. And as you're doing that, you're climbing up the proverbial ladder nearly in an instant, moving up into higher realms while still residing in a physical body. The body is simply the interface for this realm. And through the nature of the body, all facets of expressions through all rungs of the ladder can be expressed here. But you don't take that with you, right? When you pass away, you wind up in your soul body with all the remembrance. You reside exactly with what you are left with. Really? Yes. <laughs> Somebody that's, that's it does not work in the idea that something outside of you is going to take away something that you are. That's not possible. There is no outside. Well, I thought that was that you are represents yourself. So if you are feeling that you're still holding judgment towards somebody, that stays with you. That's not just going to go away. Let's give you an analogy here, Gail. You may go into a very beautiful dream where you see angels all around you. You see divine singing. You feel all these beautiful light rounds coming into you. And all of a sudden you wake up. Now, when you wake up, did you forget everything that you were previously? No. Aren't you exactly. You still take with what you hold on through yourself, despite the idea that you had a wonderful dream with angels and singing and the higher planes. You will always take with what remains. As you start to clear away everything that you know represents not yourself, then that is what's helping you to move yourself up into the higher planes. It is to let go of everything that represents the I-ness of yourself. I should do this. I should do that. I would do this. I wouldn't do that. I can't do this. I could do that, etc. Everything that pollutes yourself pertaining to self-restriction. As that goes, this is you naturally climbing up the ladder. It's not given to you externally because there's nobody here externally to give you anything. It's all you. You see? Oh, no. No, Adonis, I can't get it because... I keep thinking that those who are evil, when they when they die and leave their body, then they get their consciousness back, consciousness back 
of what they were and they're not evil anymore. I thought you're when you when you go into your soul body, you're all your soul that, body that, does not have that personality consciousness, but you see the personality consciousness has not linked themselves to the soul body because they do not know their own divinity. For you to know the soul body is to know the nature of your own divinity so that you can align to it. Everything is alignment. If you are not aligning to the nature of yourself, let's say as an angelic being, then you still wander. You have to know what the touch of that angelic force feels like for you to align to it. This is through the nature of a universal law called the law of rapport. You have to have rapport with what you vibrate to. As you have rapport with it, it aligns. Now, when you're talking about evil people, you don't know them. They are doing something erroneous that you feel is not good, but you don't know what they're going through every single moment of every single day. You don't know what they have had to go through. You don't know what breakthroughs they're making. Therefore, you are painting a picture and you're profiling. And that, again, is something that is only setting yourself back. Give compassion even to the most wretched. This yeah. is exactly what your own Jesus said. God is coming to all of you, even the most wretched. Do not shut the door in his face. Therefore, the idea of you thinking that you need to cast any particular judgment of who you deem as evil is not benefiting you in any shape, way, or form, and is going to create much more of a drawback than a liberation. Yeah, no, I, People I just, in that sense who creates the idea of judgment of any form is basically taking themselves down. They're not raising themselves up. Yeah, well, see, I never come in contact with that, but I work with somebody. She comes in with an article, look, this girl stabbed her boyfriend in the back, and it's like, I'm trying, I would say to her, why would you focus on something like that? None of that even comes to me except through other people. Now, why is that happening? Because why you have the facet of capability of experiencing everybody on this world, regardless of the type of vibration that they associate with. It is not the idea of saying, well, I'm happy all the time and there should just be people happy all the time. No, you are going to be challenged. You are going to be challenged with people that may be cruel. You're going to be challenged with people who may be cynical. You're going to be challenged with people who are depressed, who are sad, who are angry, who are fearful. To see that can I maintain the very nature of myself or do I fall back in to the idea of that? You see, the idea of strengthening your vibration is to encourage the resiliency of it. Not to think I am this and nobody else should come to me that's angry. No, people that are angry and sad and fearful are going to come to you. And it's the idea of you strengthening your resolve, strengthening your resiliency, strengthening the potency of that happiness. And that is what's going to propel you. Despite of how they act, you're still holding your own way to the nature of compassion and love and understanding with everybody, regardless of what they're going through. And you're continuing to utilize that as a sadhana, as a practice. Okay, so as you practice more and more, you become more and more potent and you now start to lift yourself up. You're not concerned if someone stabs someone in the back. Blessings to both of those beings involved. They are God's children. I will still love both of them equally. Well, that was a test, just tests. It's not really a test. It's more so the idea, can you maintain your frequency in regards to what you know you are? Yeah, I just want to- To what to you tired. think you are. You see, what you think you are will disappear. It will fall away at some particular point. The idea of divinity, the idea of humility, stands the test of time. It does not take an effort. It is effortless. 
So I just wanted to tell her, why are you focusing on that kind you of thing? You see, the whole idea is that you are too transfixed on the idea of trying to convince her, and that represents a state of control, and there's fear behind that. Yeah. And that's what you need to surrender to. If something still remains regarding that conversation that's bothering you, that's something that you need to learn to surrender, release, and let go. All right. And it's that's what builds confusing. up your resiliency. That's what makes you more resilient. That's what enables you to move up the ladder quicker. Okay, it's very confusing. <laughs> but, but yeah, well, it's you, only you, confusing if we dwell in the ego because that's how the ego is designed. But the clarity of love is not confusing at all. It is clarity. Okay, and you bring that. I mean, you explain everything so good. I don't know where we would be without you. <laughs> Don't ever you go have away. to remember that you are co-creating this dance with us. So please remember that as well. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We will take one last question before we conclude. If anybody would like to speak to Adronis directly, just please go ahead and unmute your mic. Hello. Hi. I have a quick question for Adronis. Hello. Who are we speaking to? Um, I'm Duke. Duke Yabla Adronis. Good to meet you. Yes. So my question has to do with um, what is the nature of um, dreams and particularly wet dreams, having um, recurrent wet dreams? And what, what does well, it mean? Often wet dreams represent in certain ways disturbances of the Kundalini. So in that sense, when there is in that sense a particular type of wet dream or basically in that sense a dream that involves ejaculation, ejaculation can often be triggered through certain states of ecstasy that is pointing out a kundalini disturbance. And that's basically existing throughout the lower chakra or the base of the spine or around the areas of the gonads as well too. So again, often this relates to less factors that have impacted the kundalini to where the wet dream itself is enabling a kundalini disturbance to appear. So therefore one needs to be much more in harmony with their sexuality. They need to balance it. They need to harmonize it. They need to see that the idea of sexuality is a creative expression and not a lustful one. Wow, thank you. Are there any um, practices or anything that one, a person can do to help bring that into balance? Well, the nature of the creative aspect of how you wish to bring your love should come from the seed of joy itself, not from the seed of lust. So basically, in that sense, fall in love, not just with yourself, but who you feel would represent the feminine expression of your character. The feminine expression of your character, when you indulge in the love of them, the seed that is produced is one that is cherishable, not one that is lamented. You see? So this is where you're going into your own creative creativity, your own dream planes, to encourage the idea that when I have my love through it is the expression of me or through a feminine counterpart of myself, the love exists, the tenderness is there, the gentleness is there, the ability to want to bring forward another life is there through procreation is there. Everything that represents the joy of the seed that is refreshing rather than anything that is lamentable. All right. All right. Thank you for that answer. Anything else? All right. We will conclude at this time. We thank you very much for the opportunity of this interaction. We thank you for your questions. We will now return back into the conduits. Goodbye for now.
All right, great. Thank you, everybody, for a wonderful broadcast today. Had a great time listening to your questions and to Adronis sharing all that information with you. I hope that has benefited with you. So like I said, I'm sure there will be another Adronis Q&A down the road. Uh, I may be going back into uh, paid webinars with Adronis as well, too, as he speaks on certain topics and enables Q&A as well, too. But again, I'll probably have some more updates maybe as we get into August right now. But like I said, I'm just working on creating some other projects right now, getting things going. I need a little bit more time to do that. So uh, just keep in touch on this YouTube channel, and I will be giving you guys more information when those time comes, when I bring back Adronis Q&A. Now, there will still be Adronis discussions that will be coming through every Thursday on the New Earth TV live webcast. He'll still come in with some topics, and there will still be some light Q&A as well, too, but just not in this form here on Zoom. So that will be coming again soon. Keep in touch, and I'll let you guys know updates as they arise. Thank you, Killian, for doing a great job of moderating today, and thank you, everybody, for being here. Thank you everybody for watching on YouTube and I'll speak to you again in another perspective. But now, Om Shanti, 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 Namaskar. May it be well with you all. Take care. Bye for now.